Good evening, good evening, good evening on this awesome Sunday night, September the 13th, 2020. Trust you had a phenomenal Sunday. Oh my word, everywhere where we had services, good reports, great reports, phenomenal broadcast this morning and a great testimonies. You know what blessed me when people say I needed a word and the word helped me. Now there's no hype. There's no voodoo. <laughs> it's the word and the spirit that you will grow up. I posted somewhere, I think, on before we start the broadcast this morning. If you only have word, you will dry up. If you only have spirit, you will blow up. So we need a combination of the spirit and the word to grow up. So that we can be the ambassadors, God, Jesus' own representatives on the face of the earth. Now we spoke this morning about push until something happens. Push you into your purpose. Pray until something happens. Oh my word, persevere until something happens. Because this journey is a phenomenal journey of victory. Now, when Paul comes in Ephesians chapter 6 and he gave them all the instructions and then in verse 10 he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong or be powerful in the Lord or be strengthened in the Lord as in the power of his might. And then he tells us why we wrestle. There's a wrestle going on. And that wrestle is not against flesh and blood. Why? The enemy works with the speed of a thought and he wants to infiltrate your mind. And somebody said, I have a new heart. I gave my heart to Jesus. But I live in the old same old body and I sit with the same old thoughts. That's why you body, soul, spirit, and you need to be in alignment of what God is doing. <laughs> You are a spirit man. If this body is at the end of the journey, your spirit man is going to live forever. You live in a body and you possess a soul out of the book of Thessalonians. And then Paul comes and he addresses Timothy and he speaks about the phenomenal thing. Now, let me touch and help and then go to the most important thing because the question that came up is this. Well, if God said it, why doesn't it happen? God did his part. Calvary and Jesus walk on the face of the earth uh, for 33 and a half years, the last three and a half years, preparing 12 people and he had seven, they 70 also, but the 12 to take the gospel all over the world. And he gave them the instruction how to fight the good fight of faith. That's why in Mark chapter 11, Jesus tells us how to move mountains. Then he goes on in the Gospels and said, if you have faith like the grain of a mustard seed, you will say to this tree. So all the time, it's commanding power that you have. Luke 10, 19. Look, I give unto you authority. At one translation says, power over all the power of the enemy so that nothing will ever harm you. 
Now, did you hear that, that, that last phrase? We, don't, we always miss that. Like somebody quote, Oh, and we are all cursed in the third and fourth generation. And there they stop. No, that's not what the Bible says. He said in the third and fourth generation, who hates God? We don't hate God. That's why I cannot be under the curse. If somebody, <laughs> it's the battle of the mind that let me flow in something that Jesus already paid for. Now, we have said over this five and a half, six months nearly, that the biggest enemy is not, when you read Hosea chapter 4, it did not say, because the devil, because the person, because the government, because the covet. It says, a lack of knowledge, wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. No, James comes and he says, ask God for wisdom. <laughs> you cannot ask for knowledge. You get knowledge by studying the word. That's why whole scripture has been given for direction, correction, for impartation, for whatever it may be, so that we can follow Jesus' A plan. He's just got an A plan. And I mentioned this morning that you can live a clockwise life. A lot of people live anti-clockwise. And God wants you to move with God, co-laborers with God. That's why we need to push the psalmist cries out, Psalm 115, the high heavens belongs to the Lord our God, and he has given the earth to the children of men. Just pinch yourself. You will discover you are a child of a person. Come on, somebody, the children of men. You are flesh and blood. So you called for rulership. Somebody say for rulership, authority and dominion on the face of the earth. And that's why Paul comes and he says to Timothy, he says there in 1 Timothy, uh, oh my word, 6.12, he says, fight <laughs> the what? The good fight of faith. Wow. Not a bad fight, not a terrible fight, not a horrible fight, not an un overcoming fight. He says, fight the good fight of faith. Now, what does that mean? And we had some stuff this morning because if you're going to push until something happens, you need boldness and you need to be as bold as a lion. Come on, somebody say, as bold as a lion. Now, don't think the enemy is just going to fold his arms and wait for you to go on and bring destruction. No, he's got some booby traps. <laughs> Somewhere he wants you to step on. And I'm going to give you some and help you because the question out of the, the messages I got, people ask questions. You see, God at his part, but we have overcome. Say, I have overcome. Say, I have overcome. I have been made whole. I have been healed. My needs are met. I have, I have been forgiven. God's part by the blood of the Lamb. But then Revelation says, and the word of my testimony. So I need the blood. I need the word of my testimony. And that together bring a unity and an action comes of authority and dominion. That's why we need to hold on to our procession of faith. Come on, somebody. Now that you hear there, you need to profess the word, declare the word, decree the word. There's something in saying 
In your mouth is a word that your circumstances needs to hear. The mountains must move. The sickness must depart. The poverty must go. My word, you are pushed into the very purpose you were designed for. Glory to Jesus. And then Paul comes in 2 Timothy 4, 7. He says, I have fought the good fight of faith. <laughs> I have run the race. And he said with endurance and he gives all that. Now, now if, if faith is not important, because somebody said, man, faith is just a part. No, no, it's not a part. It's a lifestyle. It's a 24-7 thing. It's your DNA. Your whole life is made out of that. It's by faith that Abraham was called a friend of God. And I touched on the stuff this morning. We have a lot of Christians all over the world, but not many sons of God. That took me years to discover. Oh, what are you? Oh, I'm a son. I am a son of God. Remember the song? No. Romans 8 says, creation is waiting on you. Now, now I, I, I want to point my finger, jump through the lens, and welcome that we can be in your home tonight. But you, creation is waiting. Not waiting on angels. Not waiting on another superstar. Not waiting on another big shot with a big name. Waiting on you to manifest God on the face of the earth. Creation is earnestly waiting. Chapter 8, verse 19, on the manifestation. One translation says the true sons of God. Other translation says the children of God. Then verse 14 says, those who are led by the Holy Spirit, capital S Spirit, are the sons of God. So I must be led by, I must be in tune with heaven so that I can be a son of God. If God can trust me, never forget. If you forget anything anybody or I said, just remember this. If I am faithful in the little of God's instruction, God can trust me with much more. But if I'm not faithful, how can God give me greater instruction? A lot of people say, give me a prophecy. Some lady said, give it to me. Give it. I said, what? You have a word. No, I didn't have a word. The word is written. I believe in the speaking word and the prophetic word. But if you didn't do what God tells you in the first place to do, why does you want another word? You have a fenter trailer behind you with all the words and they stand up and you're still miserable, still defeated, still unhappy, still not victorious. Come on, somebody still battle to go through. A life and think life is just a battle. No, life is a journey and heaven depends on you. You can do it. And that's why the Proverbs, that's now Solomon came. Wow. And he said something so powerful. Proverbs 28.1. He says, and the righteous are as bold as a lion. The righteous are as bold. Now, he said, this man, the righteous person, this man of, what does it mean to be bold? He says, this man of action is a bold person, is a doer. 
He's a person of, that doesn't just hear, but he does the word. It's the man, listen, who lives for something greater than himself. It's the person who made Jesus not only Savior, but Lord. And I told you this morning, what happened yesterday with me at one o'clock and I had to do something and I'm complaining and had to give somebody, take somebody money and said, can't wait till Monday. And the Lord said, hey, I thought I am Lord over your life. Whose money is it? Forgive me, Lord. I immediately respond. And out of that reaction, miracles start happening again. Because a person who have Jesus in control, who made him Lord, and this is where we mess up sometimes, is a person who are totally obedient. Say obedient. Now, we like partial obedience or what helps us to, what's comfort. No, no, no. Whenever God gives you instruction, never to harm you, never to hurt you, never to bring lack. He doesn't strip you. No, he gives you because if he can trust you with the instruction, he can trust you with greater instructions and greater responsibility and greater things. And then we said this morning that the book of Isaiah 54, 14 says, In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression. <laughs> Listen, you shall be, you shall not fear. And far from terror, for it shall not come near you. No situation, no thing. So what must I be? A person in right standing. Right standing means I am, understand the grace, it's by grace. But I do what the word says I must do. Now this is a very, very interesting thing that I'm going to mention. Remember how God created Adam and Eve and put them in the garden. And then they didn't follow. They become in a term unrighteous because they listen more to the snake than the voice of God. This is the thing that happened with them. They, it's a loss of position and disposition. Adam became an ambassador without a portfolio. He became a citizen without a country. He became a king without a kingdom. He became a ruler without a domain. He lost legal <laughs> representation of heaven on earth. And then Jesus is on this, uh, God is on the scene in Genesis chapter 3, speaking about Jesus, verse 15 and 16. And uh, now the, the whole creation is in a chaos and, and the universe become chaotic. And... Uh, because Adam violate the principles of God. Same with us. Now God's principles is not difficult. <laughs> the Bible says we do what God tells us to do because we love him. And to keep his instructions is not difficult. Now, now we, we make it for ourselves difficult and think it's complicated. No, it's a joy to serve the Lord. <laughs> the people that's addicted to alcohol or drugs or whatever... 
they get that quick fix and for an hour to hour they high and the one that's really drunk tomorrow morning is bubbleless and then he needs a fix to and he's miserable hangover <laughs> he needs more than salusa 45 then to get him going listen and this is the thing that happened now jesus came and he restored us back as ambassadors <laughs> i'm going to help you with something tonight we become citizens of a heavenly country. We take back rulership on the face of the earth. Well, we're waiting for God to do it. God said, I'm waiting for you to do it. I gave the earth to the children of men and I gave them all the weapons. That's why I say, be powerful, become strong in the Lord. Ephesians 6, 10, and in the power of his might. And then put on the armor. And then when the fiery missiles of the enemy are shot into your mind. That you can pull down that thought. Because strongholds. Oh my word. It's not just getting on the mountain and start screaming and yelling. And put army clothes on. And take a bazooka and shoot a shot. No. Strongholds is more on your mind. <laughs> because you can have a country that's free. But you can be a prisoner in that free country in your mind. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We war not with mere weapons of carnality. But our weapons are powerful through God to pull down the strongholds. What's a stronghold? Every argument that comes against the true knowledge of God. That's a stronghold in your mind. <laughs> and I'm going to help you tonight because a lot of people are battling of strongholds did you discuss this week or discover you think something suddenly that's not your type of thoughts that you think and you think where does this word where does this fear come this anxiety where does this angry thought comes from that's the enemy working with the speed of a thought to build up a stronghold in your mind he's afraid you're going to be walk in your ambassadorship you're going to be a true citizen. You're going to be, oh my word, a king. Jesus restored us back to become kings of his kingdom. Come on, to be rulers of a domain and uh, to be the legal representations or representatives of heaven on the face of the earth through the power of Jesus. Now, family, this is one of the most phenomenal things that hit me. And when it hit me, oh my word, I discover the only authority Satan has is what we allow him. Have you read what James and Peter said? Resist. Some people's scripture reads, assist. <laughs> no, resist the devil and he will Free from you. Wow. That is something. Now I want to help you. Because he says, listen, no calamity will come. You will not have fear. The enemy will have no authority because they even will not come. Coronavirus, the economy situation, this problem, that problem, the next thing. What the world is caught up. And I said, how does the enemy work with propaganda? <laughs> how did Hitler took over a whole country and Europe and then went into Russia he was defeated but how did he do that by propaganda by spreading words 
that could confuse people and they later on believe a lie above the truth. What was Jesus' kind of prayer that he teaches disciples to pray? Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Then he goes on, he said, let thy kingdom come as it is in heaven. It didn't mean one day. Let it be done on earth. You were created out of earth, out of dust. That's why we say at the graveside, dust to dust. And the, the kingdom of God must manifest through us. And when you understand that, because you are restored back into the position of ambassador. Now, that's why we've seen the dead raised, the crippled walk, the blind see, money manifest. We've seen phenomenal miracles by the grace of God. But that's not the greatest miracle. The greatest miracle is when you make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life, listen, and you live under his lordship, under his control. I said this morning, what does it mean when, when I was rebuked yesterday by the Lord? I th to whom does the, it belong to? Everything we have belongs to God. <laughs> you and I just the manager. Now get it out because your tongue wants to say I'm the owner. Say manager. Say I'm just here to manage what God has entrusted to me. There's going to come a day you depart. Your body is going to be behind. Cars, money, watches, Rolexes, guests <laughs> will not mean anything. For a dead person, it means nothing because he cannot use it where he is. Help me, somebody. That's why you and I need to understand the concept. It's by faith that we live by. Hebrews 10, 38. The just shall live by faith. <laughs> My righteous people, one translation says, their lives will be sustained, their needs will be met, their bodies will keep intact, everything will happen by what they believe. So I better believe the word of God because that's the thing that excites God and honors God. Now, we spoke a lot about faith and we do the keys of faith tomorrow and tomorrow night powerful prayer. And I made a statement that somebody questioned me and said, you said faith works without prayer, but prayer cannot work without faith. Yebo, koko. <laughs> it's the Bible. Now remember what we said? Scripture explains scripture. Scripture will <coughs> actually help us to understand what God said. What Jesus meant. And that's when we have the word of God as the final authority. Say the word of God must be the final authority. And we spoke a few months ago. Uh, we did some faith stuff. And then we spoke to a very, the enemies of faith. And that's where I want to pick up. Because you need to be as bold as a lion. But what is it with all the prophetic promises? With all the words you have, Jesus gave you new birth. You became a new creature, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. He gave you immediately the greatest ministry on the face of the earth. It's greater than titles. Did you hear what I just said? It's greater than all these title things. 
He gave you the ministry of reconciliation. It's to bring people back to the Father heart of God. It's to reconcile people back to God, to bring them in their original intent why they were created by the blood. And then, verse 20, and he made us Christ representatives on the face of the earth, short word, ambassadors. Wow. So my three responsibilities, and we've never seen it because we want the big revelation and we don't want to be at the foundational stuff that we can build. Because remember what I said a few weeks ago, if South Africa was truly a Christian nation, even the Western Cape, they say 7 million people here, I believe there's much more. And they say 85%, that's more than 5 million people, are Christians. Yeah. But are they sons of God? Are they friends of God? Are they living by faith? And are they led by the Holy Spirit? You'll be amazed when your mind is not in alignment and you have strongholds, what people are led by. They are led by emotions, by feelings, by anger, by disappointments, by more money, come on, by opportunities. There's so much schemes out there. Oh, Jesus. They will be led by schemes, they will be led by uh, uh, selfishness and greed. And my name is Jimmy. <laughs> and you need to give me. I can what I get. And then I put it in the can. Then I sit on the can. It's the greatest mistake you can make. Your assignment is too big to sit on the can right now with what you have and think that's going to do the big thing that God has. You need to come and I need to be free every day to be led by the Holy Spirit that we can be sons and daughters of God. Now, this is the phenomenal thing. When you think about you have an enemy, because Paul says, Ephesians 6, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, forces, and power of darkness. Is that true? John 10. The thief only comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. Now he know he cannot touch your spirit, man. He know he, he needs to infiltrate your mind with a thought, with a feeling, with an emotion, with a disappointment. What's the three enemies that the devil will use against you? It's a place, a person, and a situation. What's the three enemies against you? The world around you, Satan himself against you, and the inner battle. What's the three powerful things that God gave you that you can always triumph, be victorious, more than a conqueror? <laughs> you a new creature. He gave you the greatest ministry. The enemy is fighting this ministry because he doesn't want you to be ambassador. He wants you to be in a chaotic state, in your mind, while God, heaven, depends on you. God's not going to use angels. He called you. Ephesians 1, handpicked, chosen. Oh, <laughs> you were predestined. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> That's phenomenal. How God chooses you with all your shortcomings, all your mistakes, 
And he said, I pray, Paul says, I pray that the eyes of your understanding will be flooded with light that you might know and understand the hope of your calling. Say, I am called. He didn't say there, the apostle, the prophet, the teacher, evangelist, and the pastor. No, no, he said, you are called. Spoke to the whole church in Ephesus. Spoke to every Christian. You are called. Say it now this night. I am loaded. You are loaded. <laughs> With the greatness, the fullness of God. The fullness. The fullness. You have the God inside of you, says the Amplified Translation. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Now, Satan knows all of that. So the avenue he wants to mess up is your mind so that you can be limited and in turmoil. I know what it is to be in turmoil. I know what it is to walk with a messed up mind. I know what it is to be depressed and confused and God, what are you saying? God, well, give me direction. God said, just do what the word tells you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Find out how I operate out of my word. Then all the things will be added unto you. Now, this is an awesome thing. Now, the enemy of faith, listen, is the thing that will try to hinder you. How will the just live? We said by faith. How's the weapons of our work? By faith. Sword of the Spirit, shield of faith, breastplate of righteousness, helmet of salvation, not of starvation, <laughs> salvation, loins girt with truth. You need to have the truth of the word. Shoes with the preparation of the gospel, the shoes. Come on, somebody, and prayer. You are loaded. Say, I am loaded. Now, that weapons can become passive if your mind, if you start believing a lie above the truth. Beloved, third letter of John, just one chapter. I wish or I pray above all things that you will prosper and be in health as your soul prosper. This thing, your soul prosper. Now, here is the thing. There's things that will oppose you. Because can you imagine with all the prayer and people praying, but how do we pray? People make confessions. Oh, my needs are met. I'm out of debt. I believe in God for that million to come forth and that new car and that new house. But they're stingy. God cannot bless that. I'll, I'll show you in scripture now. People say, God, do this. But they have certain enemies that you need to conquer tonight so that we can take this nation and put them in a dimension through the power of the word so that the prophetic word of the greatest move of a harvest, the word and the spirit will be ignited in the Western Cape, the tip of Africa, go all over Africa, Europe, and over the United States. Say, I am called. That's why the devil tries to fight South Africa with everything. But you have the victory. Say, I have the victory. I Push through the barriers. Oh, my word. Have you ever... Now, I've been in many planes and did many flights, and I think I'm heading for a two million miles, miles, not kilometer, uh, with Delta. I'm more than a million. Uh, I'm close to a two million miler. Now, can you think that thing that weighs 
thousands of tons. How does that thing with that little engines and that heavy metal get up in the air? Because it's a thrust, a push. <laughs> Sean, if you watch, help us with this one. Type it in there to explain to us. That thing speeds up the flaps and then it picks up a stream. And it's the wind. It, it press through opposition. It press through obstacles of the wind. Come on. And it's the same with us. You are geared. You have the blood. <laughs> you have a V12 Ferrari engine inside of you. Ephesians says the immeasurable, the unlimited, surpassing power of his greatness is in you and for you who believe. Wow, that's the key. Now, if the enemy can mess up your belief system with the next enemies of faith, now, the enemy is not a cigarette. If you smoke, you're going to smell like if you've been to hell. <laughs> but that's not, now, please don't say Gustav. Say, I that's not what I said. <laughs> it's this enemies. Because he knows you are washed and you're the righteousness. And it's by grace that you live and it's the goodness of God. But he's afraid that you will know the truth, do the truth, then you're free. Not knowing, uh, only knowing the truth doesn't make you free. So a lot of people, they know truth, but they don't operate. Yeah, the Bible says, but. No, no, no. It's when I do the word. Now, let me get you up early as this morning. In other words, it will be enemies that will oppose your faith, work against you. Doesn't want this jet to get up in the air. It's the enemies that will, come on, <coughs> that will work against your faith. It will, it's blockages that can hinder your prayer, that can give the enemy a legal right to attack you. That's another subject. But let me just throw it out there. Because that will be used against you. Simple things, daily things. Because if you can just get the enemy of your faith out of the way, your prayers will be answered. What you decree and declare shall be established. Because now the runway is open. No force can hinder you. All your engines are in high ref. And you are going higher. Because God's idea, not survival, spoke to Kayla and Gabriel this afternoon. They spoke about the situation. I said, that survival or just existing. God hates that. He doesn't want his people. Gideon was just in survival and he said, we the least of you. Yeah, every person in survival mode or just existing as a born again believer who had the greatest price paid for him. Listen, are just in survival or just existing or just a measure of success with five cars and 10 story houses and five, six figures, what they can say, this is what, that's all penny baloney. Because God never called you to be successful. He called you to be significant successful. Complete different ball game. Where you impact a nation and change a world. Come on, people. The virus, you cannot see it. But everybody is fighting it. <laughs> everybody is fighting something invisible. Yeah, it's there. 
But how much more? The faith life. Faith is look into the spirit world. Pull out what God and Jesus did already for you. Bring it into manifestation. Hebrews chapter 11, 1. Now faith is the substance of the things I hope for. What are you hoping for today? It's the evidence of things yet not seen. That word is now faith is the, the title deed. I carry the letter. When you paid your car off or your property off, the bank hands you from their side the title deed. You the legal owner right now. And that's what God did. Jesus said, you are the legal owner of what you desire. He didn't create all these things on the face of the earth for the heathen. The Muslims prosper and the anti-Jesus people prosper. And we say, ah, look at them, yeah. <laughs> because God doesn't want you to be rich and blessed and wealthy. And people think he wants you oppressed and unhappy and just barely. No, it's not God's idea. That's why David had to pray, restore the joy of my salvation. So get rid of the prune juice, lemon juice, and that terrible vinegar that we put on our tongues and get the joy of the Lord back. Do you know people hate happy people? In this time, people say, how can you be happy in a pandemic? Because where I go, I'm happy, go lucky. <laughs> I said, because the word is as fire in my bones. Well, Gustav, don't, yeah, there's days that I feel, but I say, hey, buddy, I'm not asking you how you feel. I'm telling you how you feel. And that's the difference. Now, listen, family, if you can get rid of the enemies of your faith, the opposition, then nothing will stand in your way to speak to the mountains and call things into existence. Jesus said, speak to the mountain. Don't climb the mountain. <laughs> Move the mountain out of the way. Faith is to believe with your heart. Say it with your mouth. Come on, somebody. That's mountain-moving faith. Now, <laughs> gee, the, the question is tonight, now, Gustav, what is that mountain, that, that opposition, that it's like I, 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 I don't get off. I, I, it's a battle. Remember Romans 7.25? Paul says we serve God without minds. That's where the battlefield is, in your mind. Of course, the enemy, we say, Paul says, fiery missiles. Uh, Amplified says, fiery, fiery darts. But it's actually the speed of a thought. Help me, somebody. Now, this is what, what Paul says. He says in 1 Thessalonians 2.18, Wherefore we would have come uh, unto you, even I, Paul, once again, but Satan hindered us. Listen now this, that word hindered means to interrupt, to obstruct, to impede, or to prevent from moving forward. It's to bring a delay. It's to interpose its obstacles or to render slow in motion. Or it's for you to give up, to toss in the tail, to quit. That's what it means. That's what the devil wants you to do. I know phenomenal men and women of God, great people, 
if they could just try one more time, they would be phenomenal, do a lot of damage to the kingdom of darkness on the face of the earth. Now, <laughs> the way how we fight and win the battle. Now it's not, oh, you can't do that. But it's, it is written, Satan. That settles the thing. It is written. Listen. <laughs> the same way the Greek word, literally Greek of that word means, it describes a road. I spoke it in the keys of faith. Deteriorating and broken up. That was impossible to travel on fast. You had to do it very slow. And that delayed the thing. Now it's the same many ways, many times on our journey. Now let me get to you serious right now. We got about 10, 15 minutes. We 40 minutes in a thing. Sometimes you face hindrances and forces and situation. That's why husband and wife must be in this lockdown time in unity like never before. People that belongs to the local body must be in unity with what God is saying like never before because he wants disunity. This one believes a lie. This one believes half a truth. This one just believes what he wants. This one goes on here saying, but what does the word of God say is the final authority. Now listen to this. Paul comes and he says, 2 Corinthians 2.11, for we are not. <laughs> he didn't say maybe. That's why you need to be led by the Spirit. For we are not ignorant of his Satan's devices. Oh, Jesus. That word devices would mean schemes or tactics. <laughs> Listen, that's why at a time he says, resist the devil <laughs> so that you can become a hero of faith. Now the question is, and here I'm coming with, allow me for a few minutes to tell you what is this enemies of faith? Number one, Jesus made a powerful statement and Jesus said it. What I'm going to tell you, Jesus said it. Not one of his disciples. Jesus himself said it. Now that must mean something. Now <laughs> he, he, he said, and I, I'm going to give you that key. Because faith, if you can write this down somewhere, is the connection to release heaven's plans for your life. It's by faith you choose death or life, Deuteronomy 30, the curse or the blessing, but choose by loving God. Choose by putting God in control of your life. I'm led by the Holy Spirit. Listen, if faith is that connection, what's the spirit I must maintain? Teachable. I discover everything that I knew in the past was, it was half a truth. Until I had to go back, detox, read scripture as it is written, and understand what God is saying. Now, I don't know it all yet, but I know what the word says by his grace. So in Mark chapter 11, I must be teachable. 
then I must hold on to my confession of faith. I must never let go. Somebody said, oh, the sickness I have. I said, I tried to get rid of it, but I cannot get rid of it. I said, what do you say? He said, the sickness I have or this poverty or this lack we have, we try to get rid of it and we cannot get rid of it. I said, that's why you have what you just said. <laughs> because in two minutes or three minutes or 60 seconds, you told me three times, what is your problem? The sickness I have, I try to get rid, but I cannot get rid of it. And the Bible says you will have whatsoever you saith. Now here Jesus come and we want to talk this coming week a lot about prayer. And I say again, you can pray the most powerful prayers. But if this enemies, now this enemies is enemies of that you carry within, the battle within. You have world overcoming over the world, 1 John chapter 5. We have the victory over the world and um, our faith. You have Satan against you, Luke 10, 19. I've given you power, says the Amplified, over all the power, authority over all the power and power over all the power of the enemy. You will trample on scorpions and snakes and nothing will harm you. <laughs> oh my word. You see what Jesus terminal? Nothing will harm you. He's not teaching you a lesson. Don't, 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 don't. That's old religious stuff that we carried. We're responsible on the face of the earth by the grace of God to operate in the word. No word, no blessing. No doing the word, no results. Then your life is disastrous. The thief comes to steal the word immediately. If he doesn't steal the word, he comes with persecution. Your family persecute you. People persecute you. And the Christians, they sent me a thing from China. Please pray. The Christians are now putting in camps and tormented. And they must deny their faith. And people's throats are cut off in the Muslim world. And all these stuff happening for their faith's sake. If he doesn't succeed in that, he come with this deceitfulness of riches. I want to be rich. I want to be wealthy. Your wealth is only guaranteed when you got it in God. And then it's guaranteed. If Satan cannot pull you down, he'll push you up the ladder. he let you get a swollen head. You're the man. And people will pump this flesh and say, Woo, start your own church, your own ministry. You're so phenomenal. Why do you sit there on a heap? You are more worth... And in the meantime, all that means nothing. Just means to fulfill what I was designed for. To be born again, new creature. Operate in the greatest ministry of reconciliation. Reconcile people back to God. Heal the sick, cast our devils, raise the dead. I cannot, if I do that without this great instruction, this great gift of the ministry of reconciliation... I will go in error somewhere. And then to be his legal representation or representative on the face of the earth. To represent Christ, the kingdom of God here. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of words and of action. <laughs> now, now, now listen, in Mark chapter 11. Jesus cursed the fig tree and Peter, 24 hours later, after he cleansed the temple, threw out the money changers and the people. Oh my word, Jesus would have a long work today in the church world or in the Christian world. I saw a zap because it's like 
Money is the God. Now it's a tool. Your car is a tool. Come on, people. Now you can drive nice cars and have the best and live in a palace as long as God is your source and you are led by the Spirit and you love him. You don't worship things. And then Jesus said, Peter said, Rabbi, look at the tree. And he says, have faith in God, the God kind of faith. Because uh, whosoever say unto this mountain, be cast thyself into the sea and not doubt in his heart, but believe what he saith, he will have whatsoever he saith. And when you pray, believe what you ask for, you will receive. And when you pray, forgive. There's the enemy number one. Forgive. Forgive if you have anything against anybody. Well, you know, we master actors. And we, we say, I don't have something, but our action tells us there's something. When I was reading, now I don't plan to speak on the enemies, but the questions came, why don't we see results? Some people have phenomenal testimonies. I can tell you about starting businesses, buying houses, getting jobs and phenomenal jobs in this COVID lockdown situation. People got saved. Oh my word, Lord Jesus, this miracles happened. We've got the greatest testimonies of what people said. And then you have people that say, I was there. I know what it is to be angry. I know what it is to have unforgiveness. I remember one time one of my family said, I'm not angry, I'm bitter. Whew. That's terrible. This person said, I'm bitter against that ex-husband of mine. said, don't do this. Let it go. You drink the poison and you hope he dies. He carries on with his life. This is years later. He's married and have a child and carry just on and carry on and do business. And I said, and you sit here on a heap feeling sorry for yourself because you're bitter and angry. Now, Jesus said, it's in red. He said, when you pray, forgive. Wow. Let me give you some more scripture. In... <laughs> Matthew chapter 6 and in verse number 14. Oh, Lord, this is going to blow your mind. Because remember what I need to have, the mind of Christ. I said, let thy will be done. The mind of Christ doesn't think. Jesus hung on the cross <laughs> between two thieves and he said, Father, that's the people that he came for. Forgive them. They do not know what they're doing. Wow. That same people celebrate in one moment. Took off their clothes and palm branches. The next moment they say, Let Barabbas go! Crucify him! And they let the murderer and the thief go and they crucify Jesus. Now this is very important stuff for you to understand. In chapter 6 of Matthew verse 14. For if you, Jesus was just teaching them that our Father which art in heaven. Forgive me my trespasses as just as I forgive the people that trespass against me. 
Now listen, then he says, verse 14, For if you forgive people their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, leaving them, letting them go, <laughs> and giving up resentment. Oh, Jesus, when I was reading this, I said, Holy Spirit, look in my heart. I don't want to be there. He says, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Did you just hear that? Your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, leaving them, letting them go and giving up resentment, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. We have a lot of unforgiving Christians on the face of the earth. Not because God is not unforgiving, because we cannot forgive. One of the translations says, let drop and let it go. Let drop and let it go. Well, <clears throat> I will forgive him, but I cannot forget it. No, you must. That thing will haunt you. It will come as a ghost against you. The enemy will use that. Have you ever forgive people? You had something against people, you never saw them. And the day when you decide you forgive them, suddenly you bump in them in the pick and pay, in ShopRite, in Walmart, in Target, that's Target, in AC Kerman, <laughs> Ackermans. And suddenly, in your, and that's when you discover, did I drop it? Or do I carry it? Well, he first, no, 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 no. I did not, I, I understand. But you are in a prison without bars. That's why when you pray, God wants to answer your prayer and the devil knows the scripture. And he used that scripture against you because he accused you in your mind. You must drop it and let it go. You have time till midnight tonight to make right, to get all these enemies because he's promised a second after midnight. His promises are new every morning. And the promises God had in mind and what he prepared and said you can have, you can go through another week and miss them. Just for this thing. Let it go. Drop it. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Matthew 18.35. And this is a terrible scripture. <laughs> not that scripture is not, can be, but this is a terrible one. He spoke about somebody that owned somebody something or owned the master and the master gave him the right off because he owned the master a lot of. But this other guy just owned the master 10 bucks. And he took him and pulled him through court and gave him over to tormentors. And then the master heard and Jesus, Jesus used this parable. He said, and in wrath, his master, verse 34, turned him over to the torturers the jailer still he should pay all that he owed. And then Jesus said, So also my heavenly Father will deal with every one of you if you do not freely forgive your brother from your heart his offenses. Think that King James says you will be hand over to tormentors if you don't forgive. Wow. Wow. Maybe. I'm not saying... And I'm not judgmental. And are oh, we the righteousness of God? It's in him we live. We, yeah. 
but there's principles. You cannot be a devil and operate like a devil under the grace and think it's, it's not okay. Now, it's not for you watching. It's the people that's not watching that I'm talking to tonight. You must drop it. Well, in my childhood, you must drop it. In 1970, you, 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 you must drop it. Uh, oh, ten, you, 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 you must drop it. And then live with the love of Christ that shed abroad in your heart. Oh, my word. Somebody say, help me, Jesus. Help me, Lord. That's an enemy. Your Boeing cannot get off. You will just move in survival mode. The tormentors will make that you will just exist and never break through what God called you to break through in. And that's the thing. Because when I walk in unforgiveness, it's amazing. Every enemy that I'm going to mention always produces excuses why we cannot do what we're supposed to do. You don't want to be limited. The great I am lives inside of you. And that great I am says, just as my father has sent me, John 20, 21, I send you. The works I have done, you will do them also and greater works. Wow. Second enemy that we need to deal with is bitterness. Because this is how the pattern, you start to get actually angry. And that's why you cannot let the sun go under your uh, down or set with wrath in your heart. Vrak. You cannot do that. You must let it go. Because it starts with a thought, anger, upset you, emotional. Then you move to the next level. Come on. <laughs> you walk in unforgiveness. And then that takes you to a root of bitterness. And the author of the book of Hebrews chapter 4, uh, chapter 12 Verse 4 says, he said, watch against that a root of bitterness will not come in you. That letter was not written to heathen, was written to the Christians. So there's a possibility that the enemy wants to rise up, something stir up a root of bitterness in you. It will hinder your potential, your ability. That's why you need to be pushed into God's purpose for your life. Listen. He said a root of bitterness jumps up. You can read it. Hebrews chapter 12, 14 and 15. And then we said anger. Don't. <laughs> you can get angry, but don't sin. <laughs> I get so angry with the devil that I said, you're thunder and lightning. Now don't translate that in Afrikaans. It will be terrible. <laughs> But listen, don't get in error. The next thing is judge. Whew. I was reading this this afternoon. Jesus said in Matthew 7, don't judge, then you will not be judged. Because with the same measure that you measure will be measured back to you. Whoa, that's strong words. The next one is curse. Don't curse, but bless those who curse you. Love those that hate you. You can read it. It's in the Bible. It's written in the King James in red. <laughs> you don't believe me. Luke 6, 26. Woe to 
you when everyone speaks fairly and handsome of you, handsomely of you and praises you. For even so their forefathers did to the false prophets. Oh, Jesus, that's powerful. Invoke blessings upon and pray for the happiness of those who curse you. Implore God's blessing, favor upon them. Or those who abuse you, who revile and reproach and, and high-handedly misuse you. That's Jesus, isn't there a misprint in this translation? No, that's the attitude of Jesus. He did exactly what I told you when he was crucified and betrayed by Judas and by Peter denied him. He did exactly that kind of thing. And, uh, oh my word. And then it says, judge not neither, verse 37, pronounce judgment, nor subjecting to censure and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and pronounce guilty and you will not be condemned and pronounced guilty. Now, uh, it's not talking about evil people. It's talking about against your brother. There are evil people out there. Evil is not good. And you cannot say, oh, yeah, he murdered now 20 people. Oh, I will not. No, no, no. He's a murderer until he repents and get the forgiveness in Jesus. And then that same thing comes with and it says right after that scripture, give. All these things will hinder your giving ability. Give and it will be given to you. Luke 6, 38, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Will they pour into the pouch formed by the bosom of your rope and used as a bag? For with the measure you deal out, with the measure you use, when you confer benefits on others, it will be measured back to you. Oh, my word. Then he said, can a blind man lead a blind man? So you need to operate in truth. Make sure everything that's preached are in truth. And uh, that's why, and stinginess. He said, you cannot serve two masters. You will love the one and hate the other one. You cannot serve mammon and God. You must be a generous person. If I have the mind of Christ, I will be what? Say generous. I will be a giver. For God so loved, I have the nature of my father. And the nature of my father is he's a giver. If you deal with these few enemies of your faith, I guarantee you, you will walk in this week and pray by faith, believe it, because you don't have unforgiveness and resentment. You don't judge and you don't curse and you're not uh, stingy. And uh, you don't carry a root of bitterness inside of you. You will discover you have an open heaven above you. And you can pray. And if so, oh, I'm angry with the government and with this party. Stop that nonsense. They're not in control. We don't battle against them. It's the forces. But you have the victory. Say, I have the victory. Now, you don't believe me what I said. Let me give you the scripture and then we're going to pray. Because remember, is God in control? Is he Lord over your life? <laughs> oh, my word. Colossians chapter 2.10. And you are in him. 
made full. Say it's the fullness, not a double portion. Did you hear? You are in him. That canceled that double portion teaching. <laughs> Woo, I'm going to get a lot of stuff again. He says, having come to fullness of life in Christ, you have the fullness of. Now, what did Jesus do? He conquered the enemy hell by the sp spoken word. He, he died. He rose again. <clears throat> he ascended his seat in heavenly place in heaven. And now the Bible says you were crucified with him, you died with him, you buried with him, you resurrect with him, you ascend with him, you are seated in heavenly places. So you're not defeated. You're not fighting and taking life on from a defeat. You take from a position of authority, seated in heavenly places. All these enemies let you think you're not good. It creates the condition that you will not live in your position. Let me finish. He said, in Christ too, you are fouled. <laughs> What does the word filled mean? Not halfway, filled to the overflow with the Godhead. I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. Amplified. That's why I'm so loud. I'm amplified. He says, the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and reach full spiritual stature. Oh, my word. And he is the head of all rule and authority of every angelic principality and power. In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision, not with hands, but with the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and that's why you were buried in him, baptized in him, in which you were also raised with him, verse 12, to a new life through your faith in the working of God as displayed when he raised him up from the dead. That's why you need to hold on to the head of the church. <laughs> God disarmed the principalities and powers, verse 15, that were ranged against us and against us and made us bold display. Woo! Say no more secret agents, no more secret Christians, no more underground Christians in South Africa and in the world. We need to stand firm. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He said he disarmed. That's why he doesn't have arms. The principalities and powers that were hinged against us and made a bold display and public example of them in triumphing over them in him and in it, the cross. Therefore, let no one sit in judgment on you in matters of food and drink. <laughs> of regards of Sabbath of the new moons or what people the Jewish flu that people develop but you must come to the place to deal with the enemy of your faith well Gustav we, don't, we waste some data and some geeks and oh, we don't want to hear that we want a word that you are what the word says you are you are the champion but you cannot operate in the fullness unforgiveness bitterness Root of bitterness, anger, judgmental, curse, and stingy. If you want to see the fullness of God manifest through you, you are destined for greatness. You're too powerful to let that nonsense, what Paul was writing in Ephesians 6, keep you away. You are fully dressed, you armed and dangerous. And you call to victory. Tonight, 
God didn't call you to be religious. He called you to have a relationship and let him be Lord, the boss, the ruler, the one in control of your life, that he can lead you as a son of God. And James says, because Abraham did this, he followed the instruction. God called him his friend. God wants you to be his friend, his son. You are an heir of God, a joint heir with Jesus. You have the victory over the devil. Come on. You have the keys of the kingdom. You cannot let these stupid things, carnal things, build up a stronghold in your mind because the mind who controls your mind controls your feet. <laughs> Coronavirus, you control your mind. You'll be in fear. God told me this week, he said, get the fear out of the people for all these negative and let them walk by faith. And this night to say, Jesus, forgive me my sin. Wash me in the blood. Make me a son and a daughter. I'm going to be a son and a daughter of God because I'm going to be led by the Spirit, follow your instruction, do what your word tells me to do. I'm not an island. I'm not a secret agent. I'm here to be part of a family and to go and make disciples of all nations, baptize them, teach them, and so that they can turn the world upside down. Lord Jesus, I thank you. I let go. I forgive everybody that has, I got something against. Forgive. I speak. I let it go so that I can be forgiven. Lord, forgive me that I kept this too long and that I may be, be handed over to tormentors. I'm coming out of the jailers and out of the tormentors' hand tonight. I will not be controlled and manipulated by the devices of the enemy of unforgiveness, anger, root of bitterness. Come on, somebody. Uh, um, curse, judge, and be stingy. Jesus, I'm free by the blood of the Lamb. And the word of the testimony. You have a legal right to say, Jesus, if you've got a condition in your body, he paid it in full. By your stripes, I have been made whole. <laughs> Go and lay your hands on somebody who you know is sick and say, in Jesus' name, God, I break this. And you're going to honor your word, Lord. And you give the desire of this person that I can minister to. He doesn't need to be sick. doesn't need to walk in this condition. But there's freedom in Jesus. If you need financial breakthrough, say, Lord, I'm not stingy. That's why I'm a giver. I sow where I want to go. I sow love. I sow the word. I sow finances. If you have two in your brother lack, give him one. Otherwise, how's the love of God in you? Lord Jesus, I operate by love. And I thank you tonight for this greatness and this goodness that you love me so much. And it's by faith, by grace that I exist on the face of the earth. Use me, God, so that your name can be lifted high in the mighty name of Jesus. Gustav Detroit from Lofdal International, out of the Western Cape here from Tigerberg Hills, Lewenstein area. And we love you from our home to your home. Hallelujah. We cannot wait to see you all in church again. And God bless you. You are phenomenal. Love the life and be bold as a lion roar and resist the devil and he will flee from you until tomorrow morning and tomorrow
modern night powerful prayer with Pastor Emily Swanepoel on the Zoom meeting. God bless you. You are what the Word says you are. You can do what the Word says you can do. You can have what the Word says you can have. And you can achieve what the Word says. Write these four things down and declare them every day. God bless you.